Good morning and welcome to Go In Peace, a daily podcast from the Houghton College Chapel Office, where each day we read from our college lectionary texts and we ponder provocative thoughts so that we can truly go in peace to love and serve the Lord. My name is Michael Jordan and I'm Dean of the Chapel here at the college and it's my privilege to guide us through this time. Today is Friday, September 11th and um, Goodness, it's, you know, for those of us of a certain age, September 11th always um, helps us to sort of rethink and refocus, remember our mortality. It's kind of one of these generational events. I know that we're living through another of those generational events right now. Um, it's certainly as sobering as a college minister to see the number of students who now are here under my care who don't know anything about uh, September 11th as an important date or, or don't experience viscerally what still feels so visceral and real um, to me and to many I'm sure who are listening but thinking of us on this day and um, and of our need to reflect and to be thankful and for us to find um, ways as Christians to encourage the whole world to live together in peace seems so very important today we're thinking this a week about the theme of lostness and grace and so uh, the texts for today, for Friday, are Psalm 123, Daniel 9, 3-19, and Luke 15, 11-32. And of course, during this week, uh, the prodigal son text would come up, Luke 15, 11-32. And so that's what we'll focus on today. You can't have a week on lostness and grace and not think about the prodigal son. And uh, I will just read to you from the end of the story, uh, I'll start in verse uh, 28. And this is after the younger son has come back and the party has started. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, come home, you kill the fatted calf for him. My son, the father said, you're always with me, and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad, because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. When I was a kid, um, and slightly irreverent, I mean, I was uh, race, raised in the church, um, so, of course, always had a high reverence for the scripture. But, but when I was being irreverent, sometimes uh, I would think about this text and just how comical, um, at least to modern ears, how very comical the older son's complaint was. All these years I've been working like a slave for you. You never even gave me a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. Um, like, Dad, all I really ever wanted was a goat, and you wouldn't even give me a goat. You know, uh, look how awful my life is. Um, there's some comedy in this text, and I, I, I think not all of it is just because of the culture difference. I mean, some of it's the culture difference, right? Like, nobody really celebrates with goats in, the, uh, in New Jersey where I grew up in, in the late 20th century. Uh, there, weren't, there weren't a lot of goat roasts or other things. I know that those would be common in other parts of the world, but we didn't really... A goat was not what made a party a party to us, um, like apparently it did for this older son. So it's, it's kind of comical in that way. But, but I think there's some comedy that even early readers um, should have caught on to. You know, it's interesting to me how this older son, 
had always relied on this kind of narrative of his own goodness, right? If we're thinking about lost and found, this older son would never say, I'm lost. No, I've always been found. I've always been the good one. I've always been the one who's doing what is right, what's expected of me. I've been upholding the family name. I haven't pushed back against you, Father. Even though there are times that I might not have really appreciated you, I never did what my younger brother did. So certainly living in that narrative of I'm not the lost one here. My brother, he's the lost one. He's the confused one. But it's interesting to me how that I'm not lost mentality seems to go hand in hand with a slavery mentality. In other words, the older brother is so focused on his own rectitude. He is so focused on the fact that he has been right. He has been responsible. He has never acted up. That the fact that he lives in that place, he can only interpret his experience as slavery. Because he's so focused on what he has done, all that he can see is, and life has not been fair to me as a result. The same grace, of course, has extended to him as is to extended to the younger son. And in fact, he has steadily had access to his father's grace all along. The younger son running away and becoming physically lost has only hurt him in the end. It's only hurt the younger brother. But during that time that he was gone, he had access to his father's table. He had access to his father's wealth. And as the oldest son, he had to shore in certain knowledge that when his father died, he was going to have all of that wealth for himself. So he had nothing to worry about. And yet, and yet, he interpreted his experience as slavery. Even at the end, he experiences this slavery when his father, even, even after his father goes out and pleads with him to come into the party. Did you ever notice that? The father goes out and pleads with him. He doesn't come in and say, what's wrong with you? He's like, the father comes out and says, please, will you come in? There's a party and I want you to be there. Why won't you come in? Because I'm right. Because I've always been right. And because my fact, the fact that I've always been right has just meant that I've always been a slave. I've never even gotten a goat to celebrate. You know, when we are so sure that we're right, that we deserve something, all that we can conceptualize that we deserve is within a very narrow little window. I mean, it might sound absurd to us today to say, you never even gave me a goat. But how many people do you know that follow Jesus who feel robbed, cheated, because they don't quite have enough money to go on the vacation they want to go to? And so they cobble together this narrative that says, all I want to do is to go to this place and I can't go. I'm a slave. That's because they're so very focused on why they deserve <laughs> the good thing that they can't see all of the other good things that they have. They're, they're conditioning themselves to only see what they don't have. How absurd is it that the son in the end wanted a goat? He had access to thousands of goats. I'm certain of it. He, I'm sure he had access to all the goats he ever could want. I'm sure you know, if, if this uh, text, of course, is designed to remind us that God is like the Father, I mean, God in the Old Testament, when, their peop when, the, when his people say, why can't we have meat? Why can't we have quails? God sends them quails until they vomit. And I'm sure there's something in this uh, father who says, you know what? 
I've got all these goats and you're just going to sit down there and eat goats <laughs> until you vomit because it's ridiculous to think you don't have access to a goat. What do you want? Do you want applause? Do you want recognition? Do you want a cookie? How ridiculous is that line, I want a goat? Right, but that's the point. He was so hung up that he didn't have a goat that he missed everything he did have. And that's what lostness does. That's the epitome of being lost, is not knowing what you have. It's not knowing what's all around you. It's being so disconnected from your reality around you that you don't know what's up is up and what's down is down. And so in the end, of course, the grand reversal of the story is that the son who was lost is found. And at least we're ambiguous about what happens to the older brother, but the inference is probably he's found but has chosen to be lost. Such a challenge for us, and I hope it means something to you as you ponder what it means to go through um, the next few weeks together. Um, I know that it's easy during a very frustrating season, um, nationally, worldwide, with the pandemic that we're in. I know it's very easy for us to focus on what we feel like we've deserved that we haven't gotten. But when we do that too much, we run the danger of, of being lost, losing ourselves, <laughs> and focusing in on, on what we've lost when, in fact, we have access to a lot more than we feel like we do. We, too, are the oldest children uh, not the oldest children. Jesus is the eldest, our elder brother. But we are the children of an infinitely wealthy God. And so because of this, uh, we have access to all those riches. They're ours. And so we don't have to be afraid. God, we are thankful for the deep love that's ours in Jesus. And we say that again and again. We pray that you'll drive that home in ways in which it's not yet real to us. For those things that we're wishing for, that we sort of see very clearly that we don't have for the things that we lament in the season. They're real, and we acknowledge them. But we pray that you'll open our eyes to the riches that are, are, are ours uh, through your son Jesus. And for all that's available to us as your children, make us truly grateful so we can understand ourselves rightly and not be lost anymore, but be found in you. We ask all of this through Christ. Amen. Well, as always, it's been wonderful to share with you this week. Uh, and next week, we'll be back together again. I don't podcast over the weekend, so we'll join you on Monday, September 14th. Next week's texts all relate to community, which is a great word at Houghton. And so hopefully you'll be ready to hear some thoughts about community. Would love to talk with you, so feel free to reach out. If you like, shoot me an email, michael.jordan at houghton.edu. Would be glad to chat sometime about the podcast or anything else going on in your life. Until then... Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.